98K News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Kenny Hodgart. Tonight's headlines. There's a warning that rate rises will hit mortgage holders and businesses, but officials say Hong Kong can cope. Covid cases see a small uptick, but health authorities say the trend is still going down. And John Lee confirms that reopening the mainland border will be his top priority after Sunday's election. Financial Secretary Paul Chan has warned that higher interest rates are likely to have an impact on indebted homeowners and small to medium-sized businesses. Natalie Ching has details. In a response to media after the U.S. Fed put up rates by half a percent, Mr. Chen said he expected U.S. rate hikes to continue, with a likely increase of two and a half percentage points or more this year. Mr. Chen said Hong Kong rates would inevitably rise because of the local dollar's link to the greenback. However, he said stable financial and banking systems here provide a strong defense against risks. The financial chief said the U.S. move would put pressure on the global economic recovery and create a more challenging external environment for Hong Kong. Mr. Chan noted that individuals may see mortgage payments rise at a time of higher unemployment and pressure on incomes. And he said higher loan costs would put pressure on businesses already facing difficulties because of the impact of the pandemic. HSBC and Standard Chartered say they are keeping their best lending rate and savings rate unchanged. Standard Chartered's senior economist for Greater China, Kelvin Lau, says Hong Kong's economy should be able to cope with the impact even if local banks do eventually decide to raise their lending rates. The economy is sort of emerging from the trough of its uh, COVID fifth wave disruption. So it's beginning to recover. And as long as the uh, COVID-related restrictions continue to get relaxed, then uh, I think the economy should be moving in the right direction and enough to weather higher uh, interest rates locally. Secondly, the interest rates are still going up from a very, very low base, historically speaking. So again, and a lot of the mortgages and companies have been preparing for higher interest rates for quite some time, if not for some years. There's been a slight increase in COVID infections, with officials reporting 321 new cases. Still, they say the epidemic remains on a steady decline over the past few weeks, as Violet Wong reports. Hong Kong's daily COVID caseload increased slightly from Wednesday's tally of 313. All but 17 were local infections. Daily figures may fluctuate. We can't use them to foresee what the trend will be in the near future. We need to keep monitoring, said Albert Al from the Centre for Health Protection. Dr Al added that indicators, like positive cases found in lockdowns, show no signs of a rebound in infections. But he called on the public to stay alert as the COVID situation might change after social distancing measures are relaxed, noting that people may head out more during the upcoming long weekend. Health authorities also say five more people infected with COVID have died, including a person who was found unconscious in the street early on Monday morning. Officials said this person was found to have suffered cerebral hemorrhage and tested positive for the coronavirus with a low viral load. The hospital authorities Larry Lee said it's unclear if the deceased had any chronic illnesses, as they were unable to confirm the patient's identity. The sole candidate in the upcoming chief executive poll, John Lee, says representatives of foreign business chambers have told him at a virtual meeting to maintain connectivity with both the mainland and overseas. Ahead of Sunday's election, Mr Lee stressed that reopening Hong Kong's border with the mainland will be one of his top priorities. And I know that the current measures is causing some inconvenience 
the current government is taking action to balance the measure against the need for economic development. It is a direction that we all aim to create uh, certainty and clarity. Hong Kong's competitiveness hinges on Hong Kong remaining international and a very direct gateway to the mainland. And the weather. Becoming cloudy overnight, the minimum temperature will be about 24 degrees. Sunny periods tomorrow. Hot during the day with a maximum temperature of around 29 degrees in the urban areas and a couple of degrees higher in the new territories. The outlook, sunny intervals on Saturday. The temperature at the observatory now is 24 degrees with humidity of 82%. You're tuned to RTHK. The time is 5 minutes past 11. The Federation of Hong Kong and Kowloon Labour Unions has called for a 22% increase in this SAR's minimum wage, from $37.50 to $46 an hour. Lam Chun Singh, who is the Federation's chairman and a lawmaker, says there hasn't been a, an increase since 2019. Because of the inflation rate, now if you have a lunch, even in a fast food shop, a lunch maybe costs $50. So this means $46 equal to the uh, amount of a lunch. We need to catch up the inflation rate for the past three to four years. So we, we suggest $46 per hour, the minimum wages level. The Minimum Wage Committee has started a consultation exercise on the issue and is due to submit its recommendation to the government by the end of October. Many people say the further scaling back of anti-Covid restrictions today is the latest sign that life in Hong Kong is gradually returning to normal. The mask mandate was lifted for those playing sport outdoors. Beaches have reopened and the maximum number of people allowed to sit together in restaurants has risen to eight. Natalie Ching with that story. Basketball players take aim at Victoria Park without wearing their masks. With the mask mandate lifted for outdoor sports as part of easing social distancing measures, many people say they're breathing a sigh of relief. It's much more comfortable without a mask. It was suffocating to play basketball wearing one. We have been playing basketball here from the first to the fifth waves. Nothing happened to us, even when we didn't wear a mask. I think it isn't really necessary. A jogger also says he's happy not to be wearing a mask. You can take off your mask when you eat at restaurants, right? So for an open area like this, the airflow won't be too bad. It's only right for them to relax the rules. Swimmers also enjoy their day in the sun, thanks to the reopening of beaches. Some make their way to Repulse Bay. I'm happy. I haven't been out here for so long. I hadn't been swimming since the beaches were closed. Now it feels like I'm out of jail. I need to exercise after my leg has surgery. I wasn't happy not being able to swim. Wearing a mask when I go hiking is hot, so I didn't do that either. I felt I didn't walk as well when the beaches were closed. The easing of distancing rules also spells good business for restaurants, such as this one in Mong Kok. This customer says she's happy that eight people can now sit at each table. We are so happy. We have been in hiding for so long. We were sick of it. 
coming out today is great. We can relax a bit, meet families and friends. The restaurant's manager said he thinks business at night will increase by some 60 percent, and people have already made bookings this weekend to celebrate Mother's Day. A half-ton Second World War bomb is among the features that may surprise commuters using the new Exhibition Centre station when it opens next Sunday. Timmy Sung was given a sneak peek of the station ahead of the opening of the East Rail Line extension. I'm now in the brand new Exhibition Centre station. It is the only new station that is built in the extension of the East Rail Line. What catches my eyes most as I step into this concourse is probably this giant theme wall created by local artist Lan Shi Wo. It is called Water Memory and it is composed of 1,200 photos capturing the seascape right in front of the station. The walls on the two platforms also feature the history of East Rail Line as well as the challenges engineers face during construction that will give you plenty to read when you wait for your train. On the platform for trains heading to Lower Wall, you will find the bomb casing of one of these three bombs dating back to World War II, discovered at the construction site in 2018. Retail sales have slumped for a second consecutive month as the fifth wave of COVID infections and social dis distancing rules hit sentiment. Government data shows that total sales in March were down almost 14% year-on-year, following a 14.5% fall in February. Sales of luxury items were hardest hit while supermarket sales rose slightly. Turning overseas, a Ukrainian military commander inside the Azovstal steelworks in Mariupol has accused Russian troops of thwarting attempts to evacuate civilians from the site by viola violating a promised ceasefire. Sviatoslav Palamar made the remarks on the messaging service Telegram. It's day three since the enemy entered the Azovstal factory, where heavy, bloody fighting continues. Yet again, the Russians have broken their promises of a ceasefire and did not allow the evacuation of civilians, who continue to shelter from the shelling in the factory's basements. But the Kremlin spokesman Dmitry Peskov asserted that humanitarian corridors to get civilians out of the factory were functioning. He denied earlier reports that the site was being stormed. The New York Times is reporting that the United States has prov provided Ukrainian forces with intelligence that has helped them target and kill several Russian generals in Ukraine. The newspaper quotes unnamed senior American officials as saying Washington provided real-time battlefield information about Russian units and future troop movements. Mr Peskov said the intelligence provided by other countries to Ukraine would not hinder Russia's goals. Our military is well aware that the United States, Great Britain, NATO as a whole are continually passing intelligence and other information to the Ukrainian armed forces. Together with the flow of weapons that these same countries and the alliance are sending to Ukraine, these are all actions that, let's say, do not allow for the quick completion of the operation, but at the same time they are not capable of hindering the achievement of the goals set. A report by the World Health Organization says the COVID-19 pandemic is estimated to have caused at least 15 million excess deaths worldwide, nearly three times the officially reported number. The figures include deaths directly from the virus, as well as those caused indirectly because people were unable to access treatment for other illnesses, such as cancer. The agency says all countries need to invest in more resilient health systems. Dr Samira Asma is from the WHO. It's a tragedy. This is a staggering number. 
And it is important for us to honor the lives that are lost. And we have to hold policymakers accountable also. And if we don't count, we will miss the opportunity uh, to be better prepared for the next time. Most of the excess deaths occurred in the Americas, Europe and Southeast Asia. Sport and in football, Eintracht Frankfurt hold a 2-1 lead over West Ham going into the second leg of their Europa League semi-final in Germany tonight. Should Frankfurt hold on to that lead, they'll reach their first European final in 42 years. Their coach, Oliver Glasner, believes his team can go all the way. This self-confidence, we've developed it over the last months in the Europa League. We played against the absolute top teams in Europe and against teams that played well in the Champions League. This self-confidence is, of course, linked at home with our fans. We believe in our way of playing, we have the self-confidence and we are prepared for the confrontation. That is not what we show them to the exterior, but it's something that we feel at the interior. In the other semi-final, Scottish side Rangers trail visitors RB Leipzig 1-0. Real Madrid are through to the European Champions League final thanks to a stunning comeback at the expense of Manchester City. After 90 minutes of their semi-final second leg, the Spanish giants were down 1-0 and trailing by two on aggregate. But two injury time goals from substitute Rodrigo stunned the English champions before a Karim Benzema penalty won it for Madrid in extra time. Afterwards, City, City boss Pep Guardiola did his best to explain what happened. We were close before the first goal. Uh, we had uh, two chances, especially one so clear with Jack. And in that moment, uh, we didn't have the feeling that we were in trouble for the way they attack. They score a goal at the end. And yeah, and they put a lot of players in the box for a strikers plus Militao and put there. And they found the goals. Both the Miami Heat and the Phoenix Suns have doubled their advantage in the NBA playoffs. Heat overwhelmed the Philadelphia 76ers 119-103 to take a 2-0 lead into their second round series. In Phoenix, veteran Chris Paul scored 14 of his 28 points in the fourth quarter against the Dallas Mavericks, turning a tight game into a comfortable victory. The Suns won 129-109 to lead the series 2-zip. Paul's teammate, Devin Booker, had nothing but admiration for the 12-time All-Star. You know, just more than what he's doing on the court, just watching, you know, how he carries himself and just being a sponge to that, you know, seeing his routine, how he takes care of his body, you know, how his diet, um, his strength and conditioning, you know. I mean, he can tell you better than I can, but he, he's feeling younger by the day. Um, and it's fun to be a part of. And that's your look at news. Entertaining Hong Kong since 1995. After the long search, I made her on the world. I've met a kill. 
Japanese band called The Thunders and uh, track She's in Hong Kong. About 1968, uh, they won a talent uh, contest. I think it was part of TVB. Was it called uh, Star Show? Into our second hour on this Thursday night, edging our way towards Friday. Thanks for tuning in. Peter King with you.